Hey, what is going on, guys? It's DK. Back at you with another video here. It's running the two-game NBA main slate on Friday. Uh, before I get into the video, if you guys are new to the channel, my name's DK. I make daily videos breaking down NBA, NFL, PGA, and esports. Daily fantasy sports slates. Uh, before we get into analysis, uh, I do want to say thank you guys again for all the support. Currently, right now, 4.64 thousand subscribers. Um, the easiest way to support me, since all the content is currently free, uh, just leave a like button on the video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell so you know when I upload videos, you know when I go live. I will be live streaming for this two-game slate 30 minutes before lock, going over everything, then answering any questions you guys have at the end. Um, also, if you cannot watch the YouTube videos, I do upload on Apple Podcasts. Link is in the description below, which is the DKDFS show. But with that out of the way, let's jump into the, jump into the video. So before we get into players and the prices, uh, let's take a quick look back at my lineup here from Thursday. So Thursday, I told you guys I was going risky. I was going full-on game stack. Um, almost got overtime. Almost got super lucky there. Uh, well, not unfortunately. It was a good game. OG hit that, that three at the end. Um, but yeah, I, I did not. I was um, you know slightly worried that Denver wasn't able, would, would not be able to keep it close. They're actually in it in the first, it's a close game, like almost to the end of the first quarter. So if that game stays close, I know I'll lose. But I told you guys I was going super, super risky and hoping for the blowout. We'll see how it goes. Sham and Montrez are not guys I'm excited about at all. The reason I played them was, again, I was hoping for the blowout. So uh, we'll see how it goes. Uh, I, I mentioned I was really high on both the Toronto guards. Fan Fleet wasn't great, but he was okay at 7-7, and Lowry was amazing there at 7-5, fancy points. Tatum was a bit of a letdown. Uh, I don't regret the play at all. He shot like 5 of 18. Terrible shooting day. Um, yeah, if he just has a half-decent shooting day, he probably goes for, for close to 50. So I don't really regret it. Um, Daniel Tice, I mentioned him, OG. Marcus Morris is the place in the mid-range. OG was the guy I really wanted, but I went with Tice because I think OG... OG had like 35 or 38 fancy points, something like that. He had a really, really good day. Uh, Gasol told you guys I was going there, and then Kemba. Um, yeah, I, I want the full-on game stack. So uh, that's really the look back here of my lineup. So let's now uh, take a look at these Vegas odds for this two-game slate. Bucks Heat, uh, it's a 223.5 over under. Uh, the Bucks are five-point favorites. And then the Rockets, Lakers, a 225.5 over under. Lakers are six-point favorites. Star center today, and Anthony Davis is at 10-6. Um, of these stars, uh, with him, LeBron James, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and James Harden, I think I like AD the best. He's also the cheapest of the four. Well, I just think I like the individual matchup for him the best compared to the other guys, uh, the other stars. Right, Giannis, Miami's done a really good job defending him. Um, Lakers are pretty good defensively, uh, you know, to, to try to uh, throw guys at Harden. Um, and the bronze is a little bit more expensive than AD. So I, I think he right now would probably be my preferred target if I was going to go uh, with one of those spend-ups. He's going to play close to 40 minutes. Uh, Houston, they run small. So it's a mismatch uh, for AD for sure. So that's why I like AD a good amount here. Um, and he's also, again, the cheapest of the four uh, stars on this slate. Bam, my bio's at 8K. My issue is uh, not necessarily that he had a kind of an off game, but only 33 minutes. You know, he played 38 the first game. Like, that's a big, that's a huge deal. Him missing out in five minutes, he wasn't in foul trouble. I mean, I know he fouled out at the end, but he was not, like, in early foul trouble or anything. So 
that does worry me. Like, if he's only going to play 32, 33 minutes, then I'm not really interested in him at 8K. But if he plays closer to the 38 to 40, then he looks a lot better. So, makes him a bit risky. He's going to go low on. I know that for sure, just based off the last game. No one's going to play Bam in a bio. He can still go for 50. No doubt about it. Um, I, I kind of like him as a contrarian play. I don't think anyone will play him on the slate, but the upside is still there. And as long as he gets closer to the, you know, close to 40-minute mark, um, he's a guy that, that can definitely go for 50-plus. Brolo's at 5'6". If you need someone in the mid-range, it's okay. He'll play around 30 minutes. He's kind of a scoring-dependent center, even though he did have seven rebounds last game. And Giannis will just eat up so many of those rebounds. He can have upside for 40-plus. He still is a guy that has upside. So, yeah, I think Brooke Lopez is fine in the mid-range. I don't really have a strong take. I'm not, like, super, super excited about it, but I don't think it's a bad play either. P.J. Tucker's at 4 so the price is slowly coming up on P.J. Tucker. Almost to 5K now. Now it's getting a bit dicey for me. Like, do I want to pay almost 5K for P.J. Tucker? I think this is where I hop off, like... I would rather get to Jay Crowder for a bit more. Obviously, I'd rather have Covington uh, for an extra 1500 So Tucker's still in play, but it's just the price is getting to the point where I don't know if I want to pay almost 5 k for P.J. Tucker. Jeff Green's at 4 5 Just not enough minutes for me. Um, unless Tucker or Rokogan get in foul trouble, which is definitely possible guarding AD. I don't think Jeff Green gets you there. Now, again, if one of those guys get in foul trouble and Jeff Green pushes for 30 minutes, then he can have a decent day for his price, but uh, probably not going to consider him. Dwight Howard's at 4K. Um, he, he was really good in that Portland series. The minutes went up for him, too, and that 24-minute game wasn't a blowout. I think we get somewhere around 15-ish, maybe closer to 20. Uh, the slight concern is Houston runs small ball, so do the Lakers match? I think there's, there's a possibility they do, and then maybe they limit Dwight Howard's minutes. But if he gets his... 15 to 20-ish minutes at 4K, he's a pretty good point-per-minute guy. And again, it will be a mismatch when he's out there. Houston, like they don't have anyone taller than like 6'9 on the floor. So Dwight Howard, if he gets those minutes at 4K, I think he, he would make for a pretty good value play. My worry is, do they match a small ball? Do they limit his minutes? I think that's a possibility here. McGee, you know where you're going to get him, McGee. You're going to get 12 to 14 minutes. He's a good point-per-minute guy. He can get you anywhere from like 8 to 20 fancy points. At 3-5, it's a risky play, but uh, he, he's still in play as a, as a really cheap option. Now, Kellyo's at 3-4. He's questionable. We also have Iguodala questionable. So that could open up some minutes uh, for some of these Miami guys. Um, so this is pretty big news. If Kellyo plays at 3-4, he's a really, really risky play, but... Like, he's a, he's a good point-per-minute guy. So if we get, like, 15-ish minutes out of Kelly O, he can definitely get you to this price. And if, like, Bam gets in foul trouble, then Kelly O could have, like, a huge game. So he's a risky target for sure. But if things go right and we get, like, 15 to 20 minutes out of Kelly O at 3-4, I think he can definitely pay off his salary. Markeith Morris is a super, super risky value play. Um, he'll play 15-ish minutes around there. Um, yeah, if you're going the stars and the scrubs approach, you're going to have to probably take shots on some guys like, like a Morris or a Kelly Olenek or like a Marvin Williams or a Rondo. So do I feel good about Markeith Morris? Not really, but what do you do is open up to get you those stars in your lineup if you're going that way. Um, right now, I think I'm still leaning more 
towards the balance approach, maybe get one of those stars in my lineup. Uh, I don't think I'm going to go completely stars and scrubs, just because I don't feel confident with enough of the really cheap value up, uh, plays. So let's move on to power forward. Giannis at 11-5. I'm going to continue to pass Giannis into the combo. Um, Miami just guards him really, really well. I just, I prefer other stars on the slate. Like, I would much rather get to Anthony Davis for $1,000 less. Not saying Giannis is out of play. I'm just, he's a contrarian option right now at his price point. If he was like 10.5K, then I would I would have interest. But 11.5, I just, I don't think I'm going to do it. Mention AD. Roko's going to be really chalky in the mid-range. It's a tricky one because he has literally just been getting a crazy amount of blocks and steals the last few games. Now, he again, he's a guy that's really good at that, but we cannot expect him to continue to average like four blocks and four steals a game, right? Three blocks and five steals two games ago. Three blocks, three steals the game before, or the last game. I like him in the mid-range. Uh, if he continues to play close to 40 minutes, I just think he's a guy that, that looks like a safe option. Um, I would. I don't think I would expect him to average those three blocks and three steals, but um, for, for his price at 6'3", I just think it looks good in the mid-range. I do like Rocco. He's going to be chalky, uh, but I'm fine with him. And Jake Crowder's a guy I like at 5'3". Iguodala's banged up. Kalio's banged up. He played 36 minutes. He did not shoot well either. 5'13", and still put up 32 fancy points. I know the price jumped $700, but I still have interest in Jake Crowder. I still think he's a pretty solid uh, play in the mid-range. I prefer Jay Crowder to P.J. Tucker. He's a better offensive player. He has more upside. So, yeah, I like Crowder better than uh, than I do P.J. Tucker. Kuzma's at 5K, just not enough minutes. Still, even at 5K, just he needs to be like low 4K for me to consider him. I'm not paying 5K for Kuzma. Uh, I'm not going to pay 4-7 for House either. He'll play 25-ish minutes. Not enough for me to consider him. He needs to be in the low 4Ks too. So, I'm not going to go to Kuzma. I'm not going to go to House. Mention Kelly O if he plays. I think he's a viable punt. Same thing with Markeith Morris. Risky, but he's he's in play if you're going superstars and scrubs. And Marvin Williams is in play too. He'll play 20-ish minutes. A low usage guy, but you know he's 3.3k. So him, Kelly O, Markeith Morris, Rondo, those are all guys that at close to min price that you can play. They're super, super risky, but again, what they do is they allow you to get those stars in your lineup if that's the direction you want to go. Talk about small forwards. LeBron's at 11K. Um, he is certainly, certainly in play. I, I think I prefer AD slightly for the $400 difference. It, it's almost an identical, you know, it's almost 50-50 for me. So if you want to go LeBron for $400 more, I have absolutely no issue with that. Um, I like both the Lakers stars. Um... Both will play close to 40 minutes in this one. So, yeah, I think both AD and LeBron look good. Uh, it's just what do you have to sacrifice, right? So that's that's the big question because there are some some viable, really cheap plays, but you're not going to really feel good about any of those guys I mentioned. Um, Jimmy Ball is at 8-3. I think the ownership will drop. He was at almost 50% last night. I think he was about 50%. He just took a backseat offensively. Miami was a super, super balanced attack that last game. Everyone contributed. Um, will that happen again? I don't know. Like, there's games where Jimmy and Bam will completely take over, and then some games, like, they'll, they'll kind of take a backseat offensively. 8.3K seems about right. So Jimmy's one of those guys in the mid-range that um, I don't think going to kill you, but I, I don't, I'm not, like, super excited about him either. Middleton's at 8.2. Another guy I'm fine with. Uh, if you want Milwaukee exposure, you can't get to Giannis. 
I think getting interested, uh, you know, maybe trying to get one of Middleton, Bledsoe, or, or Brolo in your lineup is, a, is probably a good idea. Um, we'll get 35-ish minutes. He had a subpar shooting day, so one for 41 fancy points. So another guy, he's almost identical play to me as Jimmy Butler. They're very similar in the mid-range. I don't think they're amazing plays, but I think they're they're safe. They're good options. Mention Rocco. He'll be really popular. I have some interest in Eric Gordon, 2 at 3 8. Um, Westbrook's been struggling offensively. Harden's been struggling offensively. Eric Gordon's been stepping up a bit. Um, my issue with him is the floor is pretty low, but the shot attempts are, have still been there, even when Westbrook's played. 12 and 11 shot attempts aren't bad f- for Gordon. Um, so he's definitely a riskier option. Like, Rocco is for sure safer, in my opinion. But not saying Eric Gordon's out of play. He's just, uh, again, a bit more risky. No interest in Kuzma, no interest in House. Ducker Robinson's playable at 4-6, but I would rather get to Jay Crowder. I'd rather get to Tyler Hero uh, on the same team. So, yeah, he's very, very scoring dependent. He literally has to his threes. If not, the floor is pretty low. Green and KCP, they'll play 30-ish minutes. There are two guys that also have to hit their threes. They're very scoring dependent, so... If you, if you get to one of those guys as a cheap play, I don't hate it, but know the risk, right? They literally, they're 3 and D guys. They have to hit their threes. If not, both have a floor of about probably 10 fancy points. Well, the floor is low on both those guys. Uh, I don't think they're bad plays, but just they're they're a little bit more risky. Iguodala's a 3-5, so got to keep an eye on that. He, he was hobbling pretty bad on that ankle. If he can't go, I think that um, obviously solidifies the minutes for Jay Crowder at like mid-30s. Um, and if Kelly O can't go too, then could make a, a, a punt like a Derrick Jones Jr. more viable. Maybe a Kendrick Nunn gets a few extra minutes. So, got to keep an eye on it. If Iguodala plays, I wouldn't have a whole lot of interest in him. Um, Pat Conscience in 3-4, I just I don't think I can do it. Only played 12 minutes the last game. Corver, kind of the same thing. I'm not, I'm not taking a shot there. Derrick Jones Jr., so that's the last guy I'll mention, right? I have only have interest in him if both Iguodala and Kelly Olenek are out. If they're both out, I think there's upside of like Derrick Jones Jr. to get maybe close to 20 minutes. And at min price, it would be super, super risky, but I think he would be at least worth a dart throw. Let's move on to shooting guard. So Harden's at 11-2. He's just... I don't know. Harden, the playoffs is... He just doesn't seem to have it. Um, he's always, obviously, a really consistent player in the regular season. But when it comes to crunch time, when it comes to playoffs, it seems like Harden kind of fades away. 11-2 against the Lakers. It's playable, but am I going to prioritize Harden? Probably not. Now, of those stars with Harden, AD, Giannis, LeBron, who has the most upside? Well, Harden has it going. Like, if he's knocking down those threes, he can go for, like, 80. So Harden might have the most upside, but I don't know if he's if he, if he I'm going to really go out of my way to play him on the slate. Mentioned Butler. Him and Milton are fine plays in the mid-range. Uh, I'm talking about Eric Gordon. I think Tyler Hero looks okay, too, at 5'2". Like, I'd rather get to him than Duncan Robinson. We'll get 30-ish minutes. He's not afraid to shoot the ball, as you saw in the last game. Um, yeah, I think he makes her a pretty good play uh, as if you're going more the balance approach or if you need, need someone kind of a, a cheaper to mid-range play. I think Tyler here looks pretty solid. Um, talk about Green and Crusoe. Again, they'll probably get 30-ish minutes. They're playable, for sure. Like I don't I don't hate them. They just they have to hit their threes. 
Caruso's at 3-6, so I'm probably not going to get to Caruso with Rondo coming back. I'm interested to see what the minutes are going to be like. Hopefully we get some sort of clarity on the minutes for Rondo. Like, is he... I assume he's going to be in the rotation, but how many minutes is Rondo going to play? That This certainly affects Caruso. So I'm probably going to stay away from Caruso unless, like, Rondo is just doesn't... is not able to play. Um, then I think Caruso will be a viable punt. So, um... Crusoe is, is tied to Rondo. If Rondo plays, I'm not going to play Crusoe. Um, I want to see, hopefully we get some sort of clarity on what Rondo's minutes will be like. Wes Matthews at 3-5. He'll play 25-ish minutes. But super, super low floor. He's playable. Put him in that in those group of guys I mentioned at, at close to min price. Not going to feel good about any of them. Really. Um, Kendrick Nunn, I guess last I'll mention at 3-3. Played 9 minutes. Him, Jones Jr., could become viable if both Iguodala and Kelly are out. If they're both out, again, they're, they're still super, super risky, but I think they would be playable um, if both Iggy and uh, Kelly are out. That's it. Uh, so let's move on to point guard. Talked about Harden, talked about LeBron. Westbrook's at 8-6. Played 34 minutes last game. The price is appealing. It is. It's getting to a point where... I have interest in Westbrook because of the price. He's not been playing well, but you, you feel like an upside game is, is in there with Westbrook. Right? He definitely has 50-plus hands for an upside, and now it's like you're getting him at a nice discount. I'm considering Westbrook on this side. I don't feel good because he's not been playing well, but for his price, I think I slightly prefer him to Harden. So I'm considering a guy like Russell Westbrook just because of the price at 8-6. Drogic at 7K, I've literally played him, I don't even know, like the last four or five slates. He's just so consistent, and I like him again. Even at the price didn't really move, he'll play 35 minutes. He's a super high-usage guy. He'll have the ball in his hands a lot, a good score. I think he is certainly, certainly in play. Now, the ownership, I think, will be up on him. It's slowly been going up every single slate. I think he will be pretty popular, but I still like him at 7K. Bledsoe's at 5-7. So what we saw the last game was 31 minutes out of Eric Bledsoe. Normally we were getting like 25-ish minutes. So that is good to see. If we're going to get close, if we're going to get like 30-plus minutes from Bledsoe at 5-7, he becomes a lot more playable. Now, will we get 30 minutes again? I don't know. Because uh, Budenholzer just continues to run like an 11-man rotation for some reason in the playoffs. But I think Bledsoe is definitely more in play here at 5'7". If he gets 30 minutes, he has upside to go for 40-plus. So, and again, if you're not going to get to Giannis, which I'm not, then maybe get to Bledsoe or go Middleton in the mid-range or, or Brolo. I'm probably trying to get one of those more. I wouldn't completely fade Milwaukee, right, unless you're just going like a super uh, risky game stack. Let's see, George Hill's at 4'3". Um, you know, the mids went way down, obviously, with Bledsoe coming back, but he's still in a decent game. I probably prefer other value options, but he'll get 20 to 25-ish Mets. He's playable at 4-3. Uh, and the last guy I'll mention is Rondo at 3-2. Super, super risky, but right now he's probable. How many Mets are we going to get out of Rajon Rondo? I don't know. But I think if we get like 15 to 20, he, he could be worth a, a really risky play. It's just he hasn't played in forever. So again, I want some. Hopefully, we get some sort of clarity on Rondo's minutes. But if we if he has like a minutes limit of twenty and plays close to twenty at three two, 
I think he's at least worth a shot. Right? Put him in that in that same category of those really cheap guys that I mentioned. Um, I think that's that's that about wraps it up, guys. So, um, yeah, I really do th- like with the balance versus stars and scrubs uh, approach. I think either is is viable here because obviously there's a lot of stars in the slate, and there are some cheaper options, but they're risky. Those cheap guys need to hit, uh, and the stars need to have really really big games. So I think the safer build, again, is probably balanced. But that's not saying stars and scrubs are out of play, and you could go balance and maybe get one of those stars. That's that's kind of where I'm leaning right now, is maybe a little bit more balanced and try to get, like, one, one of the stars in my lineup. Um, but yeah, that's going to wrap it up today, guys. So, uh, thanks again for everyone to come and check the video. I hope you guys have a good day, um, and I will see you guys all tomorrow uh, in the live stream.